The questioning of the blind man. Good morning, Christian America. Today in this podcast, as we go through scripture, as we continue to go down through the gospel according to John, uh, last week we talked about the healing of the blind man. Jesus uh, putting clay on the blind man's eyes, the blind man washing himself, and then was able to be seen. When questioned about this, Jesus said that the reason he was born blind was so that the works of God might be visible through him. And that work of God was Jesus's miracle, healing him, showing us, showing them, showing the blind man, and eventually showing the Pharisees um, and the religious leaders exactly who Jesus is. And this is the portion after that. So we're going to continue that story as the blind man is questioned by the religious leaders. As we read it, I ask you to think about what's going on in our society today and the pressure that Christians can be under to denounce or renounce our beliefs. So let's get into it today. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing Christian American community. We seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. One of the biggest problems that we have, if not the biggest problem, which is probably true, the biggest problem we have in our nation is the lack of understanding, the lack of knowledge of scripture, the lack of understanding how great Jesus is, how important it is to our lives individually, how important it is to our marriages, how important it is to our communities, our neighborhoods, to our children and the next generations. So what we try to do with this podcast and more is uh, bring new scripture to try to remember to ground ourselves in the principles that Jesus gives us, the principles of humility, the principles of generosity, the principles of faith, and not faith in ourselves, not faith in our own works, not faith in our own you know, desires or motivations or intelligence, whatever we think that we are, but to ground that hope in Jesus and understand his ministry. And so we're coming to you today, as we come to you every Monday, continuing our journey through the Gospels in order. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to read it to you. That way uh, you can't be led astray. At least shouldn't be led astray. That way you understand the, the scripture in context. You hear for yourself what took place, what Jesus was accused of, um, the different confrontations that he had, the teachings that he gives, the answers to the questions uh, that he provides. Right. And then that way, when we ask ourselves these questions or we think about these topics in the world that we live in today, we can always reflect back on what is good. We can always reflect back on what Jesus said. And so today I'm about to show you uh, in the gospel, according to John in chapter nine, we're going to start on verse 13, where we left off last week after Jesus heals the blind man, a man that was born blind. He was blind from birth. Jesus heals him, and he, he's the the crowd is amazed. The people that are around there are amazed. The 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 guy who was healed, who was once blind, and now he sees. He's rejoiceful. Um, and when the Pharisees hear about this, they have questions because they're not happy. And we'll get into scripture right now, and you can see for yourself the kind of tone and the environment. Uh, that's taking place in the aftermath of Jesus's miracle. So in verse 13, it says, 
they brought the one who was blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on the Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? And he said, he is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does, how does he now see? His parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Messiah, they would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said he is of age. Question him. So a second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, if he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. So they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? And then they ridiculed him and said, you are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. We do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, this is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin. And are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. So that's a long passage. And I want to be, I want to be respectful of everyone's time this morning as we break this down just a bit. So the miracle happens. The reason for the miracle to happen that Jesus said last week that we, we talked about is that this man was born blind so that the power of God may be visible through him. So the power of God in the form of Jesus, who heals this man, puts clay on his eyes. He washes his eyes. He can see now. He was, according to this man, this is something that totally unheard of, according to this passage today, that no one has ever been able to do this heal somebody who was born blind but yet jesus did and he did you know quite easily too and so the pharisees hearing about this they want to have questions and so the backstory that john gives is essentially saying that the the pharisees have already put out he says the jews but the jews by the jews he means the jewish religious leadership the pharisees the, they have already put put the 
community on notice that anyone who acknowledges this man they call Jesus, the Nazarene, as the Messiah will be kicked out from the synagogue. It'll be, they'll be expelled from the community. They'll be considered sinners. They won't be a part of uh, the community that, that they belong to. So they have that, there, there's already that community peer pressure from the top to the people to make them say things that they know aren't true, or maybe that they believe aren't true, or maybe that they just don't know. So rather than risk being ostracized by the community, what do they do? Well, they do what so many people do today when they're pressured, when they're pressed about their beliefs. They hide them. They, uh, they, they turn the attention. They deflect from the, the real crux of the issue. And so when the parents come in and they say, is this your son? We know that this is our son. That's their answer. Like, I can give you a definitive answer. This is our son, and he was born blind. We don't know how he's able to see now. We don't know the man who did it. Don't even look at us. Don't ask us. He's of age. Ask him, right? They're very particular in the fact that they don't want to have anything to do with this line of questioning. Why? Probably what it sounds like, and then according to John, he says, for certain that they're fearful of the Pharisees. They're fearful of this leadership. They're fearful of being ostracized in their community. They're fearful of what might happen, of being kicked out, of being shunned. Their own position, their own prestige, their own um, identity within the community is all at risk. And they don't want to put it in jeopardy on account of a man named Jesus. And so, but what happens when they question the son again, the man who's healed, he has witnessed, not only has he witnessed the power of Jesus, he's experienced it quite literally, now being able to see. So he has taken as full of an effect as we could possibly have in this encounter with Jesus. And he's healed from a long time term affliction and he minces no words this man is a prophet this man healed me and um it's funny to me he says it's interesting how amazing it is that you who claim to be uh the teachers of the law don't know where he is and you can't do that because no one has ever done that but this man did. So he is standing up for what he believes and that he knows to be true. And when he does that, the Pharisees and the leaders, they, they can't really dispute it. They, they don't have an answer. And so they're frustrated with him and they send him on his way. Friends, many times in our lives, in our communities, when we're pressed about things that we believe in, it's our own thoughts. It's our own insecurities. It's our own unbelief. It's our own fear that get in the way of us speaking the truth because we have this perception that the world, that the company, that the classroom, that the boardroom, um, the people will ridicule us. And we have it in our mind that the worst will happen. But what we see in scripture 
over and over again, and this is just one more example, is that when we speak the truth, nothing can go wrong. When we speak the truth, those whom we speak it to usually have no choice but to accept it because it is true. We see that with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We see that with Daniel in the lion's den. We see that uh, with John and James and Peter and Paul throughout the, uh, the, the New Testament after the Gospels. And we see this here from this blind man who we don't even know the name of. He speaks the truth. Um, he stands for what actually happened. And even though the leaders of the community don't like it, they can't really do anything about it. So friends, be confident in your faith. Be confident in your belief. When we trust Jesus and we speak his name with truth and honesty and, and not out of uh, uh, vitriol or divisiveness, but when we speak his name in goodness and in earnestness and in honesty, there's nothing that the world can do to us. So friends, if you like messages like this, if you support what we're trying to do here, we don't ask for donations. We ask for participation. Participate in the community and the Christian American community in building our faith, rebuilding our faith in our nation, in, in Christ across our nation. Uh, we don't ask for donations. We just ask for your participation. Follow us on this YouTube channel, this podcast. Uh, hit the bell for notifications. Follow us on all the social media platforms. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. All of these things help spread the belief in God across our nation to help one another gain confidence so we don't buckle under the, the, the peer pressure of this society that we live in. And until Monday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.